Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Starting recording of the podcast. I really shouldn't sing anymore on podcasts. I think I, I think I uh, used up my quota with the last episode. <laughs> never say never when it comes to singing. <laughs> Somewhere out there beneath the podcast line. <laughs> well, hey, friends, welcome to another level of laughing at fuzzball. I think it's. 262 i don't know don't quote me i think the last one was 261 so yeah that would make this 262 but if it's not sorry roman (laughs) (laughs) the one person i know who listens every week uh besides myself i should just talk to myself during the podcast so we find like wookie you suck (laughs) (laughs) i I lag behind but i get there that was rude and truthful, Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, friends. Uh, welcome to another edition of Laugh It Up Fuzz Balls. Uh, and you know what Zuh means. What does Zuh mean, guys? It means friends. Like, it doesn't mean silence. <laughs> <laughs> it means crickets. Yeah, and you recognize those voices. None other than uh, the sheriff of Dusseldorf, Danny the Deuce. Hi, Roman. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and then the other voice is Benjamin Blue for Blue the Fourth. Oh, that's me. It's actually <laughs> funny because uh, I, I saw Roman at work, which tells you what what Roman does for a living. And he was saying on like uh, the most recent episode how I was having one of my brain farts, and I was like, "Don't yell at me, Roman." But he said he said like what I was trying to come up with before I did it, and then I said that, and he said he almost like he like freaked out in his car, like, "Oh crap, he's talking to me." <laughs> So that was pretty funny. I was like, I'll try to remember to name drop you more often, buddy. I mean, I yell at you a lot when you when you have brain farts on the show, too. I yell at myself when I'm listening to the episode to make sure I get at least one listen. <laughs> I mean, the one time you forgot Rick Moranis, I was just like, motherfucker, it's Rick oh. Moranis. You went on for like three minutes. And I was Dude, like, was, it's Rick Moranis. That was the bane of my existence for several episodes in a row. And now it's like locked in there. But who knows who I forgot for Rick Moranis. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's some name out there that's just, like, gone. Because I, I pulled out that Rick Moranis file and put it on the top of the knowledge pile. <laughs> that's good. Can't forget Canadian treasure Rick Moranis ever. Indeed. Yep. But, friends, welcome to uh, just another uh, topical episode. And basically, the long and short, as you saw from the title, it's oof, that happened. And um, where that sort of comes from is uh, currently Marvel has What If. And in one of the episodes... There is literally a moment where the watcher says, oof, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Sure is. It got me talking to people about, like, when did this word oof, like, enter our lexicon? Because I know it's relatively recent, but it's, like, such a perfect word. It feels like it's something that's always existed, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and we were uh, talking to different, like, coworkers and stuff. We're saying, like, in the last three to five years is our guess. 
like people other people may have used it but it became like really like popular like people saying and now i just can't imagine life without that it 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 describes so many things i wish there was an oof reaction on facebook (laughs) absolutely yeah i want them to add that they added the silly uh person holding the heart so you can't have it we need a oof reaction my my understanding was we were doing oh shit moments is is I, i think i might have gotten this out of context Oh, yeah, like an oh shit moment. Like if something happened, like somebody else would be like, oof, that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like shocking moments. Uh, yeah. Oh, crap moments, like things that, that shocked us. And I, I'd like if we stick as close to like geeky cinema as possible. But that also like goes beyond just like Marvel movies and DC movies and like Star Wars movies. Like it's other geeky stuff. So like if we're just sort of like talking in cinema, that's OK, too. Oh, I was going through the comics because that's what it said in the message. <laughs> well, that, that's too. Yeah, I actually yeah. all of mine are film representations, so I'm very happy if you have comic book. Oh yeah, mine are all book. I didn't book even think about that, and that would just make my list even longer. It's already like ten solids, and then like nine others. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Danny and Blue are along the same lines. But uh, that's just to say, well, it's not a top ten list. We just wanted to talk about some, like, oh, man, remember that? And uh, I, we thought it would be a good discussion between the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you boils ready for this? I am. Because we're going to have to relive this. Uh, just as a caveat going ahead, like, obviously, like, it's a spoiler episode because a lot of these moments are, like, big moments where, like, it's part of the story. It changes the story. So uh, if, oh, that, yeah. if that's not your bag, like, it's just the nature of the episode. There's no way, you know. So yeah. just a, a general, as you proceed forward from this, uh, there could be spoilers. Now, that said, we'll probably be like, hey, in this movie, and then the second you hear that, you could skip before we say the other thing. I think that's a good uh, good little, like, rule of thumb for us. We could say, like, where it comes from before we say what the actual thing is. I was going to say, yeah, because I could mention the books that they come out of before I go into it. Yeah, and I'm really excited. Oh, man, I didn't even think of, like, going through comic books. So, like, this is going to make it so much e- more fun. More I, think, fun. I, think, I think Blue came in with the balance because I didn't even think about that, too. So, way yeah. to go, Blue. Save, saving the nerd the nerd cred. <laughs> That's so funny because we're not, we're not real strict when we talk about these ideas. Like, we just throw out a couple ideas and we're like, oh, okay, we'll get together in a week or so and do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a a real dictatorial like you know flow so that's always nice but uh i don't want to start off i don't want my voice to be first Uh, i think danny went first last time so i guess that gives the honor to mr blue doesn't it yeah sir yeah so start us off man oh Oh, i guess uh the other thing just to say is like the watcher saying oof is what inspired it but also like quite recently if you have not watched the live action why the last man uh that first episode that's gonna stick in your craw that's a that's an oh shit episode and even like for an old comic where you know what happened man it just yeah it's not on my list but i just wanted to mention it when i saw that shortly after i was like oh yeah that shit would have made the list (laughs) that is fair yeah there's a why the last man comic like you know all the men die but like they show it live action and it's ooh, it is memorable like it leaves a, a taste in your brain where for like me and Danny, there were three episodes. I watched all three just because I needed to move past that. It was it was emotional. <laughs> yeah. I say further because it's it's relatively new, but man, I think Danny agrees. 
Dude, I agree. No, I'm definitely Dude. agree. I'm, I'm, His no. mouth is full. His mouth is full. It's fine. My mouth is full of boba. Um, hey, tapioca hey. was a bad choice. You stop um, sucking up boba, you'd be fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm an episode behind because there's one that came out this week. So I don't know if that's what you're referring to, or you're referring to the first three episodes. Oh, the the very first episode, the way that episode okay. ends. All right, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right. I'm a, I'm a page. Yeah. All right. So Blue, take us away. Okay. So, um, I I was looking through my list and going, where am I gonna start? How how heavy do I want to start this? How bad do I want to go? in this story that were that were all these oof moments that we're going through so i i decided to go big or go home right so uh my very first one is coming from the dark avengers if you haven't read that series from marvel uh i do strongly suggest going and checking it out because i have a feeling we might actually see some of this down the line in the mcu so getting a hold of some of it now, and especially the the moment that I'm about to talk about, probably will not be in the MCU, but should be in the MCU. And I'm talking <laughs> about the moment where the Century grabbed Ares, the god of war, the Greek god of war, and ripped him in half. Bro, I was so brutal. When I turned the page and saw that panel... I freaked and had to close the book for a second, open the book again, and go, oh, my God. <laughs> because it is a brutal, brutal panel of the century, or of um, Ares turning red and, like, not really understanding what's going on, and then all of a sudden his entrails are all over the page. Like, all over the page. And Sentry and his golden energy is just there um, going off. And, oh, man, it was it was such a moment. Because up until this point, the Sentry was kind of used as, like, a scare tactic to everybody. Everyone was, like, scared of him. And they know he's strong, but they're not really sure, like, how strong. Because he is crazy and all this stuff. And, and Thor had been speaking about it. And then everybody finally got to see like this was as much a god to everybody as thor is you know he, he thor is a hero but when he like you know gets down and dirty people fear thor you know what i mean and Ares was the same way whenever he would get down and dirty people were like oh shit that's that's actually like zeus's son Ares." and sentry literally without even like breaking a sweat just ripped him in half and that was the end of Ares. yeah he's never come back no he still hasn't I, come back i no, have just... never seen that panel before in my life and i i popped it up and the first thing i was like oof like right yeah, oh yeah. man yes yeah. yes if you see it you you that's the exact feeling when i turned it is definitely a good oof moment like <laughs> yeah and apparently he's ripped carnage and i don't know who he's ripping in this panel where it's splort and they're all gray but yeah it's uh it's pretty he likes to rip people in half he does. yeah he's just so powerful it's ridiculous definitely one of my favorite characters in uh marvel the century 
Yeah. You know, that that panel is so great because Ares was actually one of my favorite Avengers at that time. Yeah. He was just so cool. And I he loved was. him being on the Dark Avengers because he just, like, didn't give a shit because he's the god of war. Like, he don't care. He, he's just in it for the fight. So, like, he was just so nonchalant about it. And then when Ares fucking ripped, or not Ares, when Sentry ripped him in half, my fucking jaw dropped. Oh, yeah. Could you hear that music in the background? No, sir. Oh, good. No? Thank goodness, because that was dramatic. <laughs> There's a whole YouTube video about Sentry just ripping people in half. <laughs> it's it's a very dramatic moment. It would have been appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, the entrails on that. That's good. Good job, Blue. That's definitely oof. Yeah. I, got to ha- I got to have my own oof because I got to experience it for the first time when you were talking about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Can't even imagine turning the page and seeing that. <laughs> yeah. It was uh it was it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, Mr. Deuce that takes it to you unless you want me to go next. No, it's your show. You do what you want. You want me to go, I'll go. I, I don't care. You pick. All right. So my next moment or my first moment, I kinda wanna get it out of the way. I just want I this is so so bitter. It puts such a bad taste in my mouth. It's just like fuck, really? Wow. Oof. They did this. And I just want to get it out there. So I guess spoiler for spoiler's sake, it's from the Rise of Skywalker. Uno, <laughs> Dose, Trace. And it's the return of Crush Velvet, Pimp Daddy himself, Papa Val Palpatine. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. That return is... So, that Him coming back in that last movie... Almost ruined the entire franchise for me. Like, I would have walked. I wanted to walk out. Like, his crackle and his fucking evil laugh came on the screen. I was just like, really? Like, this dude, again? He's alive somehow? Like, what? You couldn't come up with a simple fucking new villain? Like, you just had to bust out palps? That makes no fucking sense? Like, none of this makes sense. Everything yeah. I'm watching right now <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And you just destroy the story. Like, you just destroyed... Lucas's work now. No, it's no longer the Skywalker saga. This is the fucking the 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 Palpatine Chronicles. Because now it's not even about Skywalkers. It's about Palpatine's the fucking tragedy of his story from rise to fall, from Emperor to fucking I don't know what the fucking clone to fashionista. Fashion, right? Like I just I just I can't. That was that's oof. I can't. I, yeah. I still I can't watch that scene. Like it's just awful. Blue, was I sitting next to you when we saw the movie? Yeah, you were. Yeah, and I know I turned to you and was like, he makes clothes with the Force now? That's what I said. <laughs> we both had a really good laugh, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand where the... I mean, it's slick as fuck, but I don't understand where it came but, from. But, like, when you're in the climactic, like, battle scene, like, you shouldn't be pausing to be like, wait, is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> like... He sucked their life energy and made life velvet. Yeah. <laughs> Force yeah. velvet. Yeah. It was it was crushed velvet. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that's not on my list, Danny, but that's that's a good one. For yeah, sure. Oh yeah. The return of Velvet Papa Palpatine. And I can't I can't ever return to watch that movie to even give it a ch- like second chance. I just can't. It's just such an awful scene. I've watched it like Full on like three times, I think. And then I've I've had it on in the background like a couple times, but just I don't know. The last time it was on and Shawnee was just like look at the screen and was like, Meh 
my man and i was like yeah let's turn to spider-man yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah (laughs) so i guess it's my turn yep so this one is 100% for Danny, but I was I was trying to think of like not just like being an older Wook, but like a younger Wook, because uh, a lot of my real oofs where I was just like oh, and a lot of them are like scary moments for me in some ways, because uh, that's really where it gets me. But <laughs> it is from Ghostbusters 2, the subway scene with the ghost train. Oh, so that's a good one. Yeah, and I remember so in uh in Rossmore Center, like right down the road from where I live now, they had like dollar fifty movies. And while my mom was doing open houses at the time, she would let me go to like the Super Saver Cinema, and I could just you know watch as many movies as I wanted. It would cost me like three bucks, four fifty. Mm-hmm. So Ghostbusters Two was one of the flicks I went to go see. Like I've got memories of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there and a whole bunch of movies, but I'm in the theater by myself. And, like, the movies, it's got some spooky elements, especially if you're younger. Like, I guess oh, like, yeah. if you guys want to look up when it come came out, I could tell you how old I was when it happened. <laughs> um, 91 or 92? Okay, so, like, 11 or 12. Uh, and, like, I didn't really like horror movies, and that's a whole nother, like, I think I talked about it when I talked to my kid about the horror movies, like, having bad babysitters babysitting me with Jason. But uh, <laughs> when when that scene happened, like... It's probably my first cinematic experience where I was like, do I really want to be here anymore? Like, <laughs> it, like heads on spikes. And I was just, I, uh, and legit, I did not return to Ghostbusters 2, even on home cinema for several years, because I had to, like, build myself back up to, like, get into that scene. And then when I saw it, I'm like, it's not as scary as I remember. It must have been, like, the movie experience. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that whole, like, ghost train thing just... It fucked me up. It was scary. And I was like, whoa, oof, oof, <laughs> oof. And even think about it, like going back, like sort of remembering like those like, you know, uh, animal like <laughs> memories. I'm like, oh, man, that was a moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it well, it, it, it step- makes you jump. <laughs> it's, so it's not on your list, Danny? That scene is not on my list, but you've you've warmed my heart, sir. But I definitely, I was like, that scene, that scene makes the cut, and uh, I think Danny will be happy and agree because it was, it was a good moment. It's such a fucking amazing scene. Oh, yeah. Like Ernie Hudson just sells the fuck out of that scene. It's so good. Oh yeah, he does when he's shaking and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would dare say like that might have been like the scariest moment in that movie. I, I would agree. That's a good yeah. scene. It's a solid right. scene. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I, uh, yeah. All right. So moving to Mr. Blue, what you got for us next? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I was just reliving the scene and I was just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just so good. Because we were um, all young, you know what I mean? Like, if I was 11, 12, you guys were even younger. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I still saw it and wasn't scared and watched it like 8,000 times after that. You're such a <laughs> t- tough hombre. Uh, okay. So my next one... Um, I hope I don't make people uh, too sad with this one, uh, but it was a, a very sad moment in DC Comics. Um, this is coming out of the book of, oh gosh, Infinite Crisis, I believe. Um, and it's like, uh, I guess it's like the prelude, like the book right before. the, the It was the book that basically um, brought out Infinite Crisis. It was like the very first book, and then... Because they they were selling it for a dollar, and um, so if you haven't read Infinite Crisis, 
way to sell it. It's so good, they sold it for a dollar. Well, yeah, because they wanted everybody to read it. So they did this big special promotion like, hey, you need to read this book. Like, when Infinite Crisis comes out, you're going you're gonna to want this book to, like, kick it off. And uh, it worked because I was like, hell yeah, it's a big, thick, it was a, it was a long book. And it basically followed Booster Gold and Blue Beetle going through everything, Ted Cord. And at the end of the book was my oof moment because I turned the page and Blue Beetle had already been getting his ass kicked and nobody on the Justice League believed him over anything that was going on and Kryptonite had been stolen and Batman's um, uh, computer had been hacked into and he's like, like whoever the hell these people are, like they're really fucking up. And everybody was like, yeah, but Ted, you're a joke and blah, blah, blah. And then he gets shot in the head by Maxwell Lord. Yeah. It was, it was such like a, when I turned the page, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, Ted, oh my gosh. And I, I put the book down. I kind of walked around my room and I was like, they did it. Oh my God, they did it. I didn't see that in the book. And then I had to grab the book and open it up again. And I was like, oh, no, Ted. Uh, you tried so hard, buddy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this poor guy. And and he they offed him. And I, oh, I was just so sad. I mean, they just recently, uh, I, the recently, like fairly comic book recently, like brought him back and stuff. But goodness it gracious, it was, it hasn't, it hasn't been the same since he died. Like it was, uh, it was super tragic. Do you guys remember that moment? Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, Ted Cord wasn't my guy, but it was sad. Yeah, Ted it was, was my guy. Yeah. Like, if you need a palate cleanser, Blue, this is actually, like, recent geek-like life stuff. So, uh, Ty Guy was out playing with one of his buddies, and mm -hmm. they were playing with action figures. And there was an action figure that this kid, Carter, didn't want. And, uh... He was like, you can take it home if you want to, Ty. And Ty was like, really awesome. Like, he loved the guy, but he didn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. So he's playing with him, and I see it off from a distance, and it's blue, right? So you already know where it's going. Yeah. But I was like, what are you playing with? He's like, oh, you know, Carter gave this to me. He didn't want it. And I just thought, I'm like, is it the tick? Because it was from a distance. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, I don't know. Let me show you. And he brings it up, and I was like, that's the blue beetle, Ty. And he's like, oh, I get it, because he sort of looks like a blue Spider-Man. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, that's that's Ted Cord. That's the Blue Beetle. That's the second Blue Beetle. And I'm like, man. And like looking at the figure, like I didn't have it in my heart to be like, yeah, he dies. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like he's alive now. So I was just like, he's really cool. And he has a best friend named Booster Gold. And they go on a lot of adventures and there's comics called Blue and Gold. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff we could look up together. I'll look up pictures of Blue Beetle later for you. He goes, okay. And he kept asking me as we're doing other stuff with Sean, like, can you show me the pictures of Blue Beetle? And I'm like, yeah, buddy, we'll get to it. But he's like, he even has the goggles. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, he's got the goggles. So there's totally in the family room, like a, a Ted Cord Blue Beetle, like action figure like joining the star wars and spider-mans and all the stuff that the boys have <laughs> oh that's rad i like that yeah that is... so yeah and i'm like that's the sort of figure where like he maybe he might latch on to blue beetle just because like it's this neat figure that he didn't know what it was and now he's learned stuff from his stepdad you know yeah that's awesome so yeah there you go there's a little palate cleanser to take us to the next oof moment <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned that because like the reason why i'm a ted cord fan is because i used to have these uh 
DC comic trading cards, I think from Pops or Upper Deck. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting the Blue Beetle one. I was like, this guy's cool. And I just started like reading the back of the card and then like just looking more into the Blue Beetle. And that's kind of how I got into him. Kind of yeah. similar, but not really. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's good sauce. All right, Danny. Oof. All right. So, so 180 from my, my next choice. I'm just trying to get my big ones out of the way. Um, this one is from Endgame. Ooh. And it's when Captain America picked up the hammer. Oh, hell yeah. Bro, that moment was so amazing. And to get to watch it in the theater where the crowd just went completely apeshit. I know like, I did. The fucking energy in that room, like, fucking tears streaming out of my face. I was like, I can't believe that. Like, it was such a built-up moment last 10 years and you fucking get it and at the right time and you're surrounded by the right people like it was like watching a sporting event you know like fucking touchdown or a goal or whatever like it was completely bananas like it was amazing it was. i absolutely agree yeah absolutely uh thinking of like the most current what if like there's also some really cool stuff that happened recently doesn't involve cap <laughs> cap or mjolnir but uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, we'll discuss like, that at the end of the season. We yeah. will. We are totally going to have a what if episode faux show. Oh, what yeah. We do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if we were to do a what if episode? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. In, in that theater with you guys was just like seeing him get it and, and getting the energy of everybody else. Like, because everybody knew it was like as soon as that hammer flew back. And the music all got quiet, and Cap like looked up. Everybody was like, "It's about to go down," and we were, <laughs> "Oh, we were so ready, <laughs> so yeah. ready." And it, it was a good payoff because of freaking, uh, like when in Age of Ultron, when Cap, like when everybody's trying to pick up like the hammer, and like Thor's getting a good laugh of it, but when Cap grabs it and it just groans just a little bit, and Thor looks nervous. Yep. <laughs> yeah and it's it's like honestly like cap was like i could pick this up but thor's fragile ego won't be able to take it so like i'm just gonna like yeah make him wonder <laughs> i love how he's like i knew it <laughs> yeah it's so great but thor was already so low he didn't need to worry about his fragile ego in endgame yep. <laughs> so yeah but you can yeah. still be fat and be worthy and then, I mean, like, yeah, that's with along in the oof. It doesn't just have to be something that scares you or something that shocks you. Like, it can be like the, like that happened. Like, hell yeah! Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be, it could be celebratory. Although I don't have any of those on my list. I do. <laughs> I have a number of those. <laughs> oh, good, good, yeah. good. We we balance each other out quite nicely. Mm. Do you have more to say on that one, Mister Denny? No, I, I think we we covered it beautifully. I mean, I know we got some big lists, so. Yeah, I'll reordering my list. I just moved something up just because it it pairs nicely with what you just talked about. Uh, My next one is from Infinity War, uh, the the part one of that that two part finale of the twenty three films, and it is Gamora's death. Oh, that was good. I didn't think they were gonna do it. Yeah, like that entire scene, like like when it when you know that it's gonna happen, you're just like, oh shit. Like what? And just the way the way it's written and like Thanos like hesitant and you're actually like, no, he actually like loves her. 
Like, fudge. Oh, my goodness. You still don't even believe it. You're just waiting for that duex machina. You know what I mean? Oh, He's yeah. going to make it all right. But then it's like her fallen and then her body. And I mean, like, just adding to that literally from Infinity, it's it's me sort of cheating and just combining something. But being in the theater for the first snap, mm-hmm. like, being in the theater, like, yes, we knew it was happening. Like, we're comics guys, right? Yeah. So we're, we're aware. But when when that happens and then the dusting begins and just, like, the sheer emotion of the theater and all three of us were together and just, like, all the way to Thanos will return, just, like... And that all starts with, like, once Gamora's death happens, like, Loki's death, yes, absolutely. Like, that's that's sad. But, like, when Gamora goes, you're like, oh, shit. Like, like oh, no. What are we in for? And that culminates with, like, all that dusting at the end. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, 100%. She, would she, uh, when she hit the ground and, and it did, like, the, the little dust, you saw her. Like there, I was like, "That's it. They're they're not bringing this Gamora back unless they do some time loop or some some thing like from an alternate dimension. Gamora's dead. Like she is out. That and, Gamora is dead. Yes, and she is not coming back or alive uh, alive in the uh, Soul Stone. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, "Oh man, big oof there, big oof." That's a good oof. That's a solid yeah. oof. Thanks, guys. That, that, that death set the tone. Of it the did. Movie. It did. I mean, I was gonna talk about it a little further back, but it paired so nicely with yours, Danny. I was like, we'll just we'll just pull it up and talk about it here, because like this, like I said, it's not a top ten. It's just like ten things that I pulled up. Yeah. And, and our our lists are longer, and and we haven't had any crossover yet. Talking about two different ones each, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go go to the next one, Mr. Blue. Okay, so this is kind of a twofer, but I, I consider it because they're in the same, like, book series, and it's like one book right after the next. So I believe, Joe, you had read The Annihilation Wave, right? Yes. So I, I, I lent you all of it. Okay, so there is a moment in The Annihilation Wave where it is revealed that Annihilus has Galactus as a weapon, like strapped to a ship, mouth agape and held open in order to shoot Galactus beams at things. He was using him as basically like a particle cannon. And when I turned the page and it showed Galactus like strapped to this machine, I was like, oh my god. How did they do this? I had so many questions. And as you read through the book, the biggest oof moment was when Galactus was freed and he was fucking pissed. And he just, like, by himself annihilated, like, a quarter of the entire Annihilation Wave just going ham with eye beams and power and you get to see galactus like fight enraged and it was such great storytelling and paneling and the artist did such a um a great job at like portraying the just just out outrageous anger that that galactus was feeling as he was just 
tearing through these ships and ripping everything apart. The ships were folding like, and I'm talking like galactic warships, like these big, you know, like citadel ships just getting completely taken out. And Galactus is cutting through them like a hot knife through butter. It's It was such a good, like, oh, oh my God, like, there he goes. It's over. Like this fight is over. He he won. Yeah, and him like all chained up in the panel. Like I'm looking at it right now. Like the Silver Surfer all stuck in the fiery orb. Yeah, like, oh, man, it's a it's a it's a panel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a nice two for within the two books because you see the one and you're like, oh my gosh, that is horrible. And then you see the outcome of it and you're like, yeah, they deserved it. I mean. <laughs> He got what was coming. Indeed. Indeed, for sure. Blue. Wow. Blue. Blue. Yeah. I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great moment. And what's, what's so great about that moment is it it really doesn't get more any more comic booky than having Galactus strapped to a ship to be used as a weapon. Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking comic book. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's uh that's that's good sauce. <laughs> good sauce. Yeah, you're you're pulling all these like comic things all of a sudden I'm like, oh maybe I want to take this off my list and talk about this if Blue doesn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh there there's one that if you don't mention it, I'm gonna make you mention it at the end. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on your list, though. It's something you shared with me, and I was like, what the F? <laughs> oh, yeah. that I was going to share that one next. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danny, take us to your next oof. All right, so, man, all right, so I want to preface it now. Not all my picks are going to be about Star Wars or Marvel. Same. But this one will be. So, <laughs> so my next pick is coming out of the very controversial phantom menace and it's a moment that really silenced the entire movie theater and that's the death of qui-gon jinn oh. before you even said it i typed the words qui-gon dies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just i don't know like we've seen the, the the original three movies we know people die in them but when darth maul just you know, plunges his saber into Qui-Gon, it was just stoic. You know, yeah. it was just so surreal. And you didn't expect, you know, a, he a hero at the level of Qui-Gon to be introduced at such a high level and to just be his fate, at least at my age, at the time when I watched it. It was just jaw-dropping. Because Qui-Gon, so far at, to that moment, and he still is to an extent, was my favorite Star Wars character. I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. Like, this dude's a fucking is. rebel. And then, boom. Sorry. See you next week. So, yeah. yeah that's my moment. It's a good nice. moment. It's a good moment, man. Did it's you a guys strong moment. Hear that seltzer explode in my lap? I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was my <laughs> oof moment. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Oh, yeah. Dude, when when Qui-Gon died, because um, Qui-Gon, like, throughout the whole movie, Jason, my, my little brother was like, oh, this guy is so cool. Like, he's my favorite Jedi. 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, Jason's got a, a new favorite Jedi. That's great. That's awesome. And then he died, and I was like, oh, no. Because Jason has this habit of choosing people that he really likes, and then that character dies. <laughs> and this was, like, no different. And he was like, no, no, son of a bitch, damn it. He's so <laughs> That's funny. I was like, well, it's Star Wars. Maybe he gets up and he's a robot. And he did not. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but then in Clone Wars, you were semi-right. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, that, Yeah, that was a shocking moment. Apparently, it was spoiled for some people because of, like, early release of, like, tracks for the score. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't spoiled for me because I wasn't wasn't on the interwebs in '99 or in like. Yeah. And, I mean, I was, but it was like AOL, and nobody was talking about that. People were like, "What are you wearing?" One hundred percent, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, like apparently spoiled for some people, but thankfully not for me. That that predated the ability of them to spoil that for me. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, uh, my next one, sort of, uh, it's it's honestly one of the first ones I thought of. But it also falls back to uh, Danny thinking that my last list was going to include a scene from Jaws and uh, or or something from Jaws. <laughs> I'm definitely including something from that movie. And uh, I mean, you would think it's hard to pick, but it's not for me. It is literally the first time Jaws appears in scene with Chief Martin Brody, played by Roy Scheider. Uh, and includes the uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat line. Yeah, and, you know he's got this cigarette hanging from his mouth, and just like them using that that animatronic shark so perfectly, where it still looks real to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, oh man, like and even like knowing that's coming, like watching Jaws, I'm always like on edge. Like here it comes. You know what I mean? Like I've seen it so many times, but here it comes. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just great. Like just that side view, scary as hell. Then right back, and then we're gonna need a bigger boat. Like and like you're laughing, but you're also not laughing because you're like, yeah, yes, that the minnow is not what you should be in right now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like ten thousand dollars was not enough. <laughs> no. And and I I thought about talking about like Quint getting eaten because that's also a oof moment. But uh, for me, it's that that uh, Jaws, that first real appearance in the movie. And, uh, oh, man, like, I could think of it right in my head. And I'm just like, as cool as it is with the we're going to need a bigger boat, like, whew. Yeah, and I also had to keep telling myself that it's Chief Martin Brody, not Chief Marcus Brody. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't cross streams with your... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, with your with your other geek stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to call him Marcus Brody, which just means that actor like did such a great job that it's stuck in my brain pan. <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on it? Oh yes. no, like I mean, lots of thoughts, obviously. But like you're right, when you first see the shark, you're like, oh, whoa, oh man. Yeah, and I think like it fits so much geeky because like every monster something you know what i mean like jaws really like changed the game for like monster oh, yeah. movies definitely and uh while gray white sharks aren't monsters they're just doing their thing in the ocean uh yeah that that movie that movie is responsible for a lot of shark killings and a lot of people afraid of the ocean oh yeah, yeah. i mean i was afraid of the ocean because of that movie yeah my best friend still has been in the ocean like three times in his life and he's old as fuck he's older than me if you're listening eric i love you dude but you're old 
<laughs> no, I got over it, but yeah. no, but the, that, that's a great moment because the buildup was there because you got through the whole movie without ever seeing the shark. So your imagination and the suspense have already built up to this monster, and then the way that he comes out of the ocean is fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, if he'd been a little bit closer, he would have been a snack. Yep. <laughs> he would have. Yeah, like it wasn't just Jaws coming up here and like, hey, dude. <laughs> you going to <Nick> Boba. <laughs> so, yeah, that's mine. What's What you got next, Mr. Danny? All right, so... All right, so here we continue on my list, as I promised, not Marvel or Star Wars, but this oof moment comes in Back to the Future 2, when Marty goes back to 1988, and Biff Tannen is running the world. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he has this casino, and he's a Trump-esque kind of character and you know before that was even a thing (laughs) yeah and and his his you know he had his dad killed and his mom is this trophy wife who's been cosmetically uh altered and Mm -hmm. his brothers and sisters and it's just oof 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 just an awful awful future that marty went back to and it was (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah, Biff Tannen's Pleasure Paradise. Nope. <laughs> Just saying it. Just saying it sounds awful. If you type in President Biff Tannen, the the startling thing is how like most of uh most of the images are uh of two different presidents. <laughs> oh. Yeah, including them taking scenes of him in the movie and finding the other person with faces just like him. Yep. <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, I, w- I, I don't suggest it. I did it for you, and I oofed. <laughs> hey, I got an oofed. It was a double oof. <laughs> There's two oofs already. That's I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a oof. Yeah. That, to I, me, like, a moment that really changes that movie up and makes it an entirely different movie. And raises the stakes. Yep. For, like, Marty's mission. Yep. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Good sauce. I uh, I approve. I approve of the oof. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> all right, Blue, what you got next? Okay, so mine is going to hit hard for all you parents out there because this is a doozy of a pickle. So th- this one, this big oof moment is coming out of the X Factor books. And it has something to do with my man, the multiple man. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... It's such a yeah. Joe knows. It's I didn't even know about it until you told me about it, and I was like, oh, why? Yeah, it's such an oof moment. So basically, if you don't know, um, multiple man can create clones of himself, basically, and they all have their own mind. They're part of his personality, but they they can all go and do stuff, and then whenever he like wants, he could just turn them all off, and then you're left with just the one. And he has, like, their combined experience uh, put into him. And so he'll remember everything that they did. Well, he had done this, and his girlfriend, Teresa, I believe, uh, she's Siren from X Factor. Um, She has, like, supersonic voice stuff. Had gotten pregnant. So when she got pregnant, 
uh, he was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a dad. And they had been going through so many bad things and death, like Siren's dead, the Banshee had died, uh, which is also on my list. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> it's, it was a really fucked up death and I got to talk about it because I still, too soon, too soon. Anyways, so um, Murdoch's here, which is uh, multiple men. He, he had the kid and the kid is born and everybody's like looking at him and smiling and he, and he holds the child in his hands and he absorbs the child. Because it turned out that, yes, he remembers sleeping with his, with his woman, but it was one of his clones. So it was, the child was the child of one of his clones, and he ended up absorbing the child. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the panel. She's like, no, no, you give him back. What are you doing? I, I can't help it. It's happening by itself. She's like, Sean! And of course that hits me hard. Yeah. Like, it's spelled <laughs> differently, but I'm like, no, multiple men, you stay away from Sean Chi. You stay away from him. Yeah. I'm sorry about what happened to Sean Madrox. <laughs> and she she goes crazy and starts scratching him and hurting him and he just goes into this massive depression because he's been through a lot already and the book kind of culminates in him absorbing his own kid and just now being <laughs> exiled from the woman he loves and the rest of the team is like oh my god what do we even say to him? So everybody kind of leaves him alone and he just has to stew in that. I mean, and it's horrible to be. I mean, it's horrible. 100%. But it is totally like Jamie Madrox being an a-hole because he wanted to spend the night with both Siren and M. And he yes. couldn't keep track of which one of him slept mm -hmm. with the other one because he's a, a skeeve. Yep. And uh yeah, like oh, it's it's freaking uh man. Like they were mad about that night, but then Siren, oh that's yeah. Uh, that's 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 tough. If looks could kill, the look she gave him after everything, like oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a... Uh, and they're like you can literally if you look up Sean Madrox online, there's a picture of the cutest little multiple man baby and it breaks my heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... it's uh it is something, but that was one hundred percent like one of the biggest oofs in comics that I had read in a long time. Yes. Yes. Uh <laughs> that that when you said comics, that was the first one that popped in my brain. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh that's some that's some tough stuff. I mean, there's a lot of oofs in uh Peter David's runs of X Factor, but that's fucking uh that's a great heartbreaking choice. Oh yeah. I got I I I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna need a moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, then I'm gonna I'm it's not gonna no, close the Oh I can go, I was just teasing. Oh, I think it's my turn next anyways, isn't it? Yeah. No, I go after Blue. No, because he skipped me, he switched us. Oh, then I don't no, know. no, no. So I did Jaws and oh, I skipped Blue. Yeah, yeah. I met, I messed it up. I went straight to to Danny because he was first the last time. I blame our not sponsor uh, in oh, my man. lap hard seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next one on my list, I'll just go with what's on the list. Uh, it comes from the movie Alien. 
Nice. And uh, it is the chest burster. Yeah. Old William Hurt. Or John Hurt. Yeah, so I said Bill Hurt. <laughs> John Hurt. <laughs> John Hurt. Johnny Hurt. <laughs> but, like, you know, there's the whole, like, face hugger scene and the character of Kane played by John Hurt. And, like, you're like, oh, it's okay. Everything's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not a big deal. Like, that's, that whatever. The face hugger, they hug the face, and then everything's fine. And then just, uh, oh, and, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, Ridley Scott, like, surprising the crew with the scene. So he got, like, real reactions to, like, the horror of it, which is what makes it even worse. And, like, just screaming, like, as you see it, even if in the vacuum of space, it hides all screaming. Like, no, not this screaming, because that shit's scary. And you're like, whoa, ah, no. And, like, you're just worried about every single piece of pollen that you're inhaling, like, eventually, like, you know, gestating in your body and killing you. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Just the thought, ugh. Yeah, it's so, so oof. And it, like, I think it's a great oof because it persists despite all of the geeky sci fi media we have had since then. Like, yes. it, it's still, like, you hear about it and you just, you, you got to shake it out of your system, you know? Like, unlike multiple men who can't shake that baby out of his system. Nope. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta shake this, uh, you know, for all the way from 1979, a year before I was born. So it's old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a moment. It is a definite moment. And I, I, that was, it was easy for me. Like when I was doing my stuff, like Jaws, Alien, and a couple others that are on my list, I was just like, yeah. And they're all like being young and watching it. Oh, yeah. yeah that whole movie just, it, it, the the ambiance and the tone it's just dread you know what I mean like dread and that that makes you dread what what goes afterwards even more yeah, yeah. even I, like even them doing space balls with the chest person coming out I'm like hello my baby hello my honey hello my <laughs> ragtime gal you're like oh no not another chest burster <laughs> the, I the same gear. actor too yeah. <laughs> I the same yeah. actor uh yeah, so that's that's my my next oof moment. And you know what's so great about your last two moments is the use of practical effects. Oh I, yeah, it, the fact that it looked like it really did bust out of that dude's chest is really what makes that scene. Yeah, yeah, I uh, there is something to be said for like practical effects uh, helping with the oof. Yep, yep, absolutely. And on the yep. comic panels, you get to draw it so it's as realistic as you want it to be. Yes, exactly. sir. Yeah, so that's my next one, which takes us, I guess that means blue, you get to go next, sir. Oh, that would be me, huh? Okay, yeah. which one do I want to go with here? I have so many on my list. Um, Let me see, we did that one. We did, okay. All right, because I just talked about it, we're going to go with the uh, the death of the Banshee. Um, Spoiler alert, he dies. Uh <laughs> This was in the comic book um, X-Men Deadly Genesis, which was the origin story for Darwin, for Vulcan, for uh, Shift, and one other person. And um, goodness gracious. So the whole book was basically about um, how much of a douchebag fucking Xavier is. He's the worst. But... The, the worst. Yeah, the worst. But the one of the, worst. the 
big things that happened in there was after one of the kids, uh, Vulcan, had come back to life, um, shit was hitting the fan. People were, like, questioning what the hell is going on. Like, what is this energy? Who is this person? And why, why can't Cyclops hit him? Like, Cyclops was shooting at him, and the power, one, didn't work. Two, the guy was just, like, floop, and just kind of, like, batted the power away. Storm tried to throw a lightning bolt, and he, boop, and batted the power away. And everybody's like, what's going on? We don't understand. Um, and one of the things that this dude did was throw a, an entire jumbo jet into the Banshee while he was flying. Which was, one, fucked up. That's a man against a jumbo jet. Because he doesn't have, <laughs> he doesn't have like, invulnerability. He, he can just scream real loud and fly on the sound waves. Like, that's it. And no, like he threw the jumbo jet into him and killed him with the jumbo jet because if he'd have screamed, he'd have killed all the people. The people still died because Vulcan's an asshole, but like he didn't want to be responsible for killing the people. And he was like, oh no, like I have to let this happen. He put basically put him in a, a rock in a hard spot. And hard I was like, play. yeah. <laughs> and I, when I, when I turned the page and I was like, oh, Oh, he just he probably just flew into the plane and it was fine. And then I thought about it for a second and I was I was looking at the rest of the panels and people were like, Oh no, Sean. And I was like, Yeah, Sean. Oh, wait a minute. He doesn't have like armor. He doesn't have anything. Oh my god. And then I, I like turned the pages without reading them real fast. And I was like, everybody's crying, and I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god, no. And I yeah. went back to the pages and I was like, He's dead. Ah! it's so great because he's like flying towards the jet like heroically and then the look of terror on his face and then all the word bubble says is no yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's a that's a that's a good uh good oof yeah 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 it was, so... rough. <laughs> it, was it was quite the paneling and story and i was like Oh no! Because I really like the Banshee. I think he's cool. Uh, he's had so many ups and downs, um, and you know, to see him go out like, like that made me mad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it was a good oof moment. I I I think uh, absolutely it is a, a solid oof. Yeah. All right, Danny. That takes it to you, sir. All right, so uh, my next scene, so my next oof moment was hard because this show had a lot of them. Um, So I I really picked it down to the one that really stood out, and it was in the Netflix series Daredevil, and it was that hallway fight scene they did in one take. And boy... Watching that fight scene makes me exhausted. Like, <laughs> those boys are giving it all they got, and they do such a good job. And, oh, it, it's brutal, it, it's beautiful, and it's just lovely. And it's all done in one shot, no breaks, no cuts. It's gorgeous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my next uh, oof moment. 
because yeah, they fucking went for it. Yeah, I mean, Punisher, just a great series, period. Yes. But uh, season two, like, really, like, amped it up, where, like, they didn't, they didn't rest on their laurels. They brought it. And well, they, yeah, they continued. Like, season three is great, too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just a really good freaking show. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the scene was so, like, so well done, and, and it became, like, kind of, like, synonymous with that show that right. they had to, like, one-up it in season two. And, of course, season two was a little bit better because you had, like, a stairwell and some biker gangs and, like, you know, more of kind of a variety. But, like, that first first season fight scene in that hallway just, like, sets the tone for Daredevil and yeah. how the fights are going to be carried out on this show. Well, I remember, like, there was a dialogue before, like, Punisher came out, like, MCU stuff, and they're like, like, look at movies like Attack the Block and, like, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All those are like, why why can't they have, like, fight scenes like this? And then literally, like, the Punisher was like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, it, it is a little sad that it, like, hasn't continued. But I'm telling neither of you guys have seen Shang-Chi yet. But, uh, yeah, that, that sort of, like, amazing fight choreography, like, does find its way in the MCU. That's took awesome. a while, but it, it's there. I mean, I guess you guys are going to wait till November 22nd and Disney Plus Day. To finally see it, but Blue, you're gonna you're gonna finally see it and be like, Joey was right. I should have seen this on the big screen. I want to go see it on the big screen. Well, then do it, you coward. <laughs> to quote your future wife. Yeah, it's not about being a coward. It's just that I haven't had the time. <laughs> I'm just a very busy man. Instead, you wanted to like LARP around Corona. Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> you, have, you have any idea how many people I killed? It was great. I, I guess I, I yeah we're just different people like, I'm like LARP go see Shang Chi like on repeat for an entire weekend and I'm gonna pick pick the latter yeah or the former I don't know I don't know how that works <laughs> I'm not an English major I'm a history major <laughs> 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 all right so Danny did his so my next one I it's we'll do a little bit of a, a tonal shift uh, it's going back to something I watched as a kid. Uh, this is from the original movie, The Planet of the Apes, from uh, the 1960s. And uh, it is the end of The Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Liberty. Like, when I when I saw it, I know I saw it on television. I didn't see it in a theater because the, the movie came out in uh, uh, that series, what, 1968. Yeah, so way before... Like, uh, a whole 12 years before I existed. But, uh, <laughs> you finally really did it, you maniacs! You blew it up! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the whole movie, you're like, you know, the astronauts have landed, bad things have happened to the astronauts, there's lobotomies, and, and, and people that don't talk, and, like, you know, sentient anthropomorphic apes, and you're like, what in the world? And then, you know, Charlton Heston's off, like, on his horse with beautiful Nova. And you're like, oh, okay. And then just that ending, you're like, oh, fudge. Like, yeah. they're not they're on an alien planet, which I was expecting this entire time. Like, they're home. Like, yeah. he's just way off in the future. And it, I mean, yeah, it's a, a movie from the 60s. Like, like I said, 1968, 1969. But it just, 1968, it, it just hits you. You're like, oh, wow. Like, that puts a lot of this in a different perspective. 
And you're like, I need to see more movies to explain this. And they make them friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love I love Planet of the Apes. That's like one of those one of those sci-fi like geeky things that really really hits me. I I enjoy all of them. I even like the Tim Tim Burton one. It's not the best of them, but it, you know what I mean. Like it exists and it's fun for its own own merits. Yeah. And not Mark Wahlberg for the record. <laughs> <laughs> what? But uh, what? yeah. That, what and, planet am I on? What? Yeah. Yeah, but Paul Giamatti's an amazing orangutan in that one. So you know what I mean? And Helena Bottom Carter and Tim Roth, uh, and and so Michael, Michael Clark Duncan and and Carrie uh, Ken Watanabe. Like there's there's so much good stuff within it. Uh, and Simos because I can't yep. say Seamus. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know, but uh, that that original 1968 movie, that ending just and it's iconic, right? Like, oh yeah. It's been homaged in so many different things. Like it's it's like Jaws, uh, it's like the chestburster. You know what I mean? These oof moments for me, like not only are like childhood memories where I was like, what the what, uh, but also things that I continue to like to this day, like genre wise. So yeah, yeah, I just I wanted to put it on the list. I wanted to talk about it. Heck yeah. I I think I've seen more. Well, let me rephrase that because I'm an idiot. I've seen more of the parodies of that moment before I ever saw that moment. Wow, really? Yeah, because I didn't see Planet of the Apes until I was, like, mid to early teens, like maybe freshman, sophomore in high school. Really? My dad was a huge fan. I saw it when I was little, little. Yeah, no, mine weren't. So... (laughs) But it was like, I've seen it parodied so often. Like, I knew where it was from. Like, I understood the scene. But I never actually saw the movie until I was older, which is always... But that's how iconic that movie is. It was referenced so much in pop culture that it was literally almost in everything that I watched. Yeah. I mean, like, back in the days of three channels, it was just one of those movies yeah. that uh, that existed and got played. So, like, when you were young, you got to see it that way. And that's how I definitely saw it. They had a Planet of the Apes marathon on like one of the three channels same and i i love me some fuzzy hominids always have so yeah and yeah. i think i i watched uh planet of the ape musical starring troy mcclure before i ever watched <laughs> i hate every uh, chimp i see from chimp and to chimp no you'll never make a monkey out of me <laughs> Uh, good, good stuff. Good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. So that takes it to you, Blue. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this is gonna be from um, uh, a, a amazing series from uh, DC Comics. This one was the uh, Blackest Night Ooh. run. <laughs> and I'm down so many Joe. choices. Like down, so, Joe. so many oof choices from here. But my my this one I'm gonna go with is one that got me excited for the rest of like the series. Like I was ready, and it was the moment where they were finally like explaining the black hand and where he came from and why the hell he's doing everything that he's doing. And there's a moment where he basically kills himself in order to gain 
his power as a Black Lantern. And that moment where he shoots himself in the head was like a really big oof moment um, for me because I was like, oh, I did not see need to see that. But they went all out and actually like drew the panel out and showed like brain matter coming out in the whole nine. And then all of it kind of like reconstituting itself. And it was just disturbing and weird. And his skin like shriveled up and he got gross. And at the end of the book, he says like one of the coolest oaths of all the lanterns, like the Black Lantern Oath, which goes, the blackest night falls from the skies. The darkness grows as all light dies. We crave your hearts in your demise. By my black hand, the dead shall rise. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm ready. I'm like so ready. That's, that's pretty fucking metal. It was so metal, dude. I was, I was so ready for the rest of the series. It was definitely an oof moment because you, at first, you're like, oh, oh, no, like, what are they doing? Why would they make this choice? And then you turn the page and you're like, oh, okay, that's fucking badass right there. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Blackest yeah. Night is freaking great. That's uh, one of Jeff John's masterpieces. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And there's so many, like, oof moments within there just with, like, dead characters coming back to life. Like, the yeah. whole Terra and um, Beast Boy moment definitely i was was thinking sue dibney (laughs) oh oh shit don't talk about sue i have her on my list okay good because i was gonna mention it if you didn't (laughs) yeah don't i have it on my list (laughs) okay cool uh so yeah black black hand shooting himself in blackest night you can look it up just black hand shoots himself on a search and it it pulls up the the panel and it's uh it's yeah it's Trigger warning, I guess, for like suicidal stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Good, good choice, Mr. Blue. You're killing it tonight. All right, Danny. Uh, well, how am I supposed to follow up Blue? I don't, I don't like this line that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next moment is from a very, very grim scene in what was supposed to be a kids' movie that people didn't understand the comic book origins of, and that was the 90s first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie where Shredder gets crushed in a garbage fucking truck. Oh, okay. yeah. Where Casey yeah. Jones pulls the lever after... That... <laughs> was that blue? That was my oof moment for that whole thing. He's like, whoops. I'm like, you just murdered. <laughs> So casually murdered Shredder. Fucking casually murdered that guy. I was that was my oof moment as a kid. I was like, Casey Jones is a fucking murderer. Did he just turn into the bad guy? Did he just become the bad guy? You're not supposed to just kill the dude. (laughs) I guess that's where I kind of began my love for anti-heroes because it was just like. Oh, that's okay. Shredder's a bad guy. Shredder's a dick. You can crush him with the garbage disposal. I mean, it was just an accident, right? Oops. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, you could hear the crunching and, like, his hand kind of, like, seizing and seizuring. Yeah. As, as the trash gets compacted. Like, it was it was pretty graphic. 
it was. It was. It was, it was 100%. So, yeah. Oof. That's my <laughs> moment. Oops. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Oops. Oops. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else is like, oof. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, April, don't you sleep with that guy. Don't you do it. Oh, and don't oops. sleep with them teenage turtles either. That's my moment. All right. So my next moment, uh, it's sort of like a, a shocking moment, which isn't shocking now. Uh, and a big spoiler for the sixth sense. But uh, the big Shyamalan twist, like the first. Shyamalan. Shyamalan twist. Shyamalan. Oh yeah. That I see dead people, and then the reveal of what that means, and your entire like having seen it in that moment in the zeitgeist of like pop culture and geek culture, where you're just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, no. Oh, and you're like going back and like revisiting like everything and be like, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like it, it was a moment. Like, and I remember being in the theater and just being like, holy hell, my mind is blown. And that's oh, yeah. like Shyamalan's been writing that ever since, like going all the way to like, you know, split and the big reveal at the end about that connected universe. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And everybody waiting for that. It's a thing, the Shyamalan twist. You know what I mean? Even like, I, I think like 10, 20 years down the road, somebody will have a big twist in the movie and somebody's going to be like, a Shyamalan twist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. just sort of, he, he found his way into the pop culture lexicon with that. And that, man, it just, uh, it was wild. And I don't know if you guys got to see it in theaters and experience it that way or if it was spoiled before. No, I did. I did. What about you, yeah. Mr. Danny? I saw it later on. I didn't. I already knew of the twist because it okay. became such a pop culture reference that, like, even before I even had a chance to hear about the Sixth Sense, like, people were already talking about that ending, that twist. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was it was nice to experience it in real time because, yeah, like it uh it just. Uh, yeah, it, like, some of these things, like, you just had to be there. Like, it sort of sucks if they're spoiled, like, you know, beforehand, because they just don't have the same oof factor to it. But mm-hmm. uh, for us, you know, talking as a couple older gentlemen, we're not old, old, but we're older. Like, yeah, that, that sixth sense, like, in real time was, like, it was a thing. Absolutely. It was a thing. So it was. It was. It, that was one, like, that popped up on my list. I was just like, yeah, that really, that really was impactful at the time. And even, like, when people, like, talk about it, like, the Shyamalan twist, like, I can go back to being, like, yeah, that was a moment. Like, you were, like, what in the what? And it did excite you. Like, there's a reason Shyamalan has been able to write it since, because it was, it was a thing for a period of time. I agree. You know what my favorite Shyamalan twist was? What? That Lady in the Water was a good movie. (laughs) Now that's a twist. I haven't seen it, so... I didn't expect it to be, but it's probably one of my favorite movies. I love it. Mine was when everybody said how good Split was, and I was like, I'll believe it when I believe it. But I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right, so, Blue, I guess you're up next, bud. Oh, jeez, is it me again? Oh, golly. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, where do I go? Um, I have so many different things. So, okay, so here's where I'm going to go. We're going back to D.C. for this one. DC has a lot of oof moments because they're not afraid to, like, 
oof it up, I guess. Is that how you would say? Anyways, so um, this one is a lot more recent, as a matter of fact. Um, Joe let me borrow these books. It's from the Dark Metal series. And I was reading the origins of the different Batman. And oh, you're going. <laughs> one of them just really fucking got me. Going back to the whole Green Lantern thing was a Dawnbreaker Batman. And uh, honestly, I can go on about all of them. Um, yeah. To be honest, all of them. The Batman Who Laughs was absolutely... I have never been more unsettled in reading an origin story for a character than I have with The Batman Who Laughs. But the one that stood out to me as like a what the fuck, like oof moment was the Dawnbreaker. Just picture in your head, it's that moment where Bruce's parents get killed in the alleyway by Joe Chill, right? And in that moment, the Green Lantern's ring finds Bruce. And he takes the ring and through sheer force of will breaks the ring's rule of non-lethal force and kills Joe Chill. And in that moment, he becomes such a force to be reckoned with in his universe that he kills everybody systematically just kills everyone with just willpower. And the fact that Batman has that kind of willpower to do something like that is absolutely fucking terrifying. You give him one of the most deadly weapons in the universe, a Green Lantern ring or any of the power rings, and he went to town. And it's just, it's so bad and unsettling and horrible and when he when he like uses the constructs they're they've got blackness in them because his willpower is just so dark and evil at this point that he can't even freaking like it's it's not even about vengeance anymore it's just everybody will suffer like i suffered everybody your parents are dying their parents are dying everybody And he's, he's such an asshole. And I was like, oh, just like, just when when the ring was like, uh, uh, and like fritzing out and then stuff, and then said, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. And just fucking killed Joe Chill. I was like, oh my God. I had to read the page like twice just to make sure I was reading it correctly. I, I know I definitely like, I sold you on Dark Knight's Metal telling you about this story oh yeah yeah i mean like all of the all of the origins of those all dark of multiverse batman are great i think the one that like oofed me the most definitely is uh the merciless with the airy storyline and what, oh. what happens with wonder woman yeah yeah that one like oh i was like like because it, it just like it's it's going and you think it's going a certain way and then it's just like casually dropped and you're like wait what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah so uh ugh, yeah that's uh that's great like that entire like we could recommend that dark knight's metal especially all those like one shot origins of the the dark knights mm-hmm. <sighs> good stuff really yeah. good stuff great writing i just love how you explain things because he was one of my least favorite 
Dark Knight Metal Batman, but the way you just told that story right now, I was like, yeah, he did fuck. He did, dude. Like well, he, so he Danny, looked scrawny, but he he was he was really fucking powerful. No, I feel you because the problem, Danny, is that one shot is freaking amazing, and then he's not used so great in the rest of the story. Yeah, oh, he's hardly ever used, and for so someone you, who has, like the way that Blue explained it, like someone who has the willpower to override the fucking rings of Oa, like that's fucking as a child. As a child. As a fucking child. As a fucking child. Is next fucking level. So, yeah. yeah. It was ludicrous, man. He was going plaid. He went plaid, for sure. <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah. Fuck, Blue. Way to make me like someone I didn't like. Yeah. There we go. Blue is magic. Oof, that happened. We yeah, found out blue magic. is magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, follow it up. <laughs> uh, follow it up by the exit. Um, <laughs> All right, so this moment is really oomph because for me, it fucking came out of nowhere. Changed up the entire fucking scene of the show. And it's a scene in The Boys. Oh, boy. Where, Here we go. <laughs> where heads just started exploding in the yeah. fucking courtroom. And in it was just court. fucking pop, pop, pop. No one knows what's going on. No one knows that there's an assassin. They don't know if who's in the room. They have no idea what's going on. And everyone's being covered in gray matter. Like, it is completely bananas. And it's outside of that room you think that the one former executive is gonna start snitching on Vought? wrong mm-hmm. wrong <laughs> it just turns into a fucking piñata party in that courtroom it's <laughs> a good description sorry no thank you <laughs> i have my moment <laughs> so yeah that's my oomph moment yeah Dude, you are absolutely right because you feel it like like all the people who are watching it on TV, like in you know in the show, and then you being one of those people watching it on your screen, you feel exactly what they feel, and you can it, it kind of puts you in their shoes, and I feel like that's why it had so much more of an impact for, uh, of a scene because you're watching it as they're watching it in real time, and you're like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like you they set it up where you're like you're hopeful because you're like, Oh, this is it. They're gonna take down Vought. Like this is it. They're gonna do it. And then wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh I I can remember like, oh shit, what's what's what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and for like the entire five minutes or however long the last scene is, you're just like, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh it it's yeah, it's a it's a good moment and way to way to pull in some TV, Mr. Danny. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I uh, I'm actually moving one of my things up because you mentioned some TV, uh, and I've got a couple on my list. Uh, well, there's a there's a whole bunch, so I'm like trying to figure out what I want next. If anything, I've learned like we're gonna have a part two of this because this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but uh, my my next one that sort of like couples really quite nicely with your uh, the boys reference, 
because it's a original scene created for the show that fits into the comic world. It is the invincible train scene. Ooh. Big oof. Yeah, so while, like, everything going on in the show, like, you know, fits in with the comics, which I, I still haven't read. It's on my list. I just, I'm cash poor, so I, I can't mm. buy it yet. But uh, that scene was new. <laughs> so, like, people that even knew the story could just be like, oh, God. Yep. And just, uh, yeah, freaking uh, old, uh, his dad just taking him and put it, holding him where he can't move. And, like, the entire subway car is just ripping around him and all these people are just dying to bits. Yep. And just, like, I was, like, literally staring at my screen. Like, you can't see my face. But I was just like, oh, my God. What the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. oh, and, I mean, that entire, like, fight between them is brutal. But that moment, I was, oof. Wow, it just sticks with you. And uh, I mean, Blue is somebody who's read the comic. Like, do you like that edition? Do you agree? Dude, 100%. It was brutal as fuck. But in the moments of like knowing Omni Man the way that I know him, like, I understand why he felt it was necessary to do what he did. We don't need to justify murder. <laughs> no. No, I understand where he was coming from. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be punished, which he was, and he get he gets his. But um, you know, the fact of the matter is is that it was just that level of like, hey, the Viltrumites, they're they're not good people. They are bad people. And you need to remember, you got to understand, these are not Kryptonians. Yeah. yeah. So it, it definitely, like, hit home um, with the addition of that scene. I was like, ah, body parts flying. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A Ryan Otley, like, chef's kiss. Yeah, it, it, man. It was. I remember, like, messaging Danny and just being like, Danny, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and him being like, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have a new moment that's like more recent oh yeah hey <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting there oh no um, I'm, I'm sure you are that moment and and i think i've established myself as someone who appreciates violence on tv mm-hmm. that was too much for me i was <laughs> like i was like this is way too gratuitous like there is no need for all what's going on on the screen right now for like him casually talking to invincible while like body parts are like flying by him like a food fight like it's just like no i was like time out what's going on right now we need to wait a second and have a chat about this we need to pull this back just a second that's fair yeah, and, like, I thought that entire, like, ending of episode one with the Guardians of the Globe was going to be, like, my oof, but mm-hmm. no, no. Nope. They one-upped it. <laughs> they they did. They Wait did. till you see the rest of the series. Oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's right there in that avenue of uh, the Umbrella Academy, the boys, Invincible. Like, there there's a place in my heart for this sort of media. Ah, oh, dang it! I gotta, I gotta watch the rest of the Umbrella Academy. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. All right, uh, Blue, take us to your next one. 
Okay, so we had touched on it lightly. We just mentioned her name. Poor old Sue Dibney. Sue, Sue, Sue. Good golly. She does not have good luck at all. She was married to the elongated man. And golly. So the the moment in particular comes from a book series called uh, Identity Crisis. It's a DC um, series. If you're a fan of The Flash or have seen The Flash show, then you know who the elongated man is. Uh, He's a stretchy dude. And he ends up marrying a, a chick named... Uh, yes, he's stretchy, like, like Reed Richards, only a little bit less of a dick. Uh, <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit. Because uh, he is still a dick, but just a little less. Um, he's not nearly as bad as Mr. Fantastic, I'll tell you that. Mr. Fantastic's the fucking worst, and I'll die on that hill. But uh, Sue was bringing everybody food because she is the sweetest lady ever. And was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm coming up to the Justice League Tower in space, and here I am, I'm gonna do stuff. And Doctor Light broke in. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Doctor Light is, he's been a Teen Titans villain forever. He he has amazing power, like complete manipulation of light itself, and I mean complete manipulation of it. He can create laser beams he can move at the speed of he can do all of these things but he was reserved to fighting the teen titans for the longest time and the reason it's revealed in identity crisis is because that night that she had brought everybody food he took advantage of her and did some things and boy howdy did the justice league take exception to his actions to the point where they did something so morally gray that it's not gray. <laughs> it, okay, I agree. It's not gray. It it's it was bad. They did something so morally bad that they had to keep it from Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman in order to like not get in trouble themselves. But they were <laughs> super pissed about it. And basically, what they did was they rewired his brain to be simple, for lack of a better word. And you still haven't said what happened to Sue. She, well, not only was she the R-word. Yeah, yeah. So so Dr. Light did some horrible, horrible, despicable, atrocious things. And then what, what did he do with her remains? I don't... Okay. Okay, I'll say it. He you stuck it. her in a fridge and yeah. then left a note for Ralph Dibney to find that said, surprise for you in the fridge, love A. And he opens the fridge to find his Dude. dead wife. And this is where fridging a character comes from. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't him that left her in the fridge. It was the wife of the Adam that did it. But she blamed it on Dr. Light. But, like, Dr. Light, which is why the whole identity crisis... Identity crisis, it really wasn't Dr. Light. It was this chick. Um, Because she wasn't getting to see her husband enough. She was crazy. But Sue was not. Sue was great. But she got fringed. Which sucks. But, yes, Joe is absolutely right. Like, she... They left her in the fridge. And it and was like, disgusting. Yeah, and it's like literally like characters getting fridged like to the the death of like Psylocke or Black Cat, mm-hmm. like whenever whenever it's happening, like Ultimate Wasp, like 
Karen Page. It's just like there's it's like getting fridge like all comes from this like Sue Dibney thing. Yeah. And uh and it's like oh there's like a panel with freaking Dr. Light and Sue and he's like, Nice to see you, Sue, 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 Susie Q and you're like Oh, oh, so much oof. Like, just... Because yeah. <laughs> you... From that point on in the comic books, gosh, do they really abuse the heck out of Dr. Light. Like, it's... It is something else. Like, uh, he gets... He gets pretty wrecked in The Blackest Night, um, as a matter of fact. And right before The Blackest Night with... Um, uh what's his name how right before hal jordan got resurrected and he was still what's his name the specter yeah specter had his way with him for a little bit it was uh pretty disgusting yeah and he deserved it <laughs> he did a hundred percent and i absolutely agree yeah yeah sue dibney's refrigerator is a definite oof moment mm-hmm. <laughs> in many regards follow that danny <laughs> <laughs> i will try my friend i will try I don't know what moment to pick. I don't, you know what? I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm going to try to bring up the mood a little bit by bringing in my my, nar- my arch nemesis. I knew it. It was going to be next on my list. Here we go. I, I hope so. So this is a moment that in today's, going back to what you were talking about, the internet culture and finding out information on the internet and things leaking and spoilers and all that, one of the best well-kept secrets in the, probably the past decade is the reveal at the end of the episode one of The Mandalorian. Here we go. <laughs> the reveal of Baby Yoda. But this is what I call a Baby Yoda twofer, because here comes Danny. <laughs> no, this, this, this was it. This was my, my moment. Okay. It was the reveal, because you thought you were getting, like, you know, they, they did everything to sway you to not even consider an infant baby or whatever the fuck they're, whatever, however this baby is, or this character is. You know, he, he's on the search for this 40-year-old person. You know, he has a tracker. He's, like, murdering everybody. He has a, a droid tag team partner. And he goes up into the little floating shed. He opens it up, and that little hand comes out. And I was just like, oh brilliant like it just shifts the show completely it goes from a western that you thought you were going to get into lone wolf and cub and i was like fuck this is fuck did it feel like star wars yeah man it was it was i'm gonna add into yours just because i don't want to use it since you mentioned baby yoda but we also should talk about the oof of the eggs no oh i'm not talking about it yeah, Danny doesn't want to talk about it, but that was a definite oof. Like, uh, them them doing things with a character that I wish they hadn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they hadn't either, because I was just like, oh, I really hate this character now. Yep. Yeah, but that, that Baby Yoda reveal, like, it was nice to, like, be a part of it and not be spoiled by it. Yeah, it <sighs> really brought me back to the moment. And, the mo- like, the reason why I don't watch trailers and things like that is for moments like that. Like, that genuine reveal, you had no idea it was coming. Like, it was just fresh off the presses, and it's just like, boom, there. Opens yeah. up. Yeah. But we'll we'll all agree that the, the frog lady eggs, that was oof. That oh, was yeah. Terrifying, sir. Terrifying. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was that. Literally, it was a ba- my next bullet was Baby Yoda twofer, the reveal, and the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the first uh, instance of crossover that uh, that we've had. So you know what? Uh, I want to save it for my number ten because we're at we're at number eight right now. So I am. I'm gonna save it for my number ten and just hope nobody mentions it. So my next one that sort of like fits in. Uh, is the end of Arrival. So Arrival is a, a lovely movie by the amazingly talented Denny Villeneuve. I think all three of us are excited for Dune coming up. But that with, and I guess, like we said, spoilers, but with everything going on, you find out like the big power that she's gaining by like rewiring her brain and communicating with the the squid aliens is that like time travel like your consciousness being different about like how you relate to like your present time and like they they deal with like this issue of like a dead child like very very heavily in the movie and you're like yeah it's sad you know what i mean it's a character motivation but that reveal that the kid's not dead yet that she has to go about her life and fall in love with this man and like go through to the point where she's going to lose her child so that the world can be okay. Yep. And the way that like hit me watching, I was like, Oh, Oh God, because it hits you hard to begin with because dead kids are sad. (laughs) Like like, like for them to be able to recycle that feeling and make it even harder hitting just like sort of blew my mind. And also just like, why? I thought it was just going to be an octopus communication movie. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, and like, and it's it's another one that's sort of like along the lines of the, like Six Sensorville, where you're just like, God darn it, I gotta watch this whole movie again, like to re- like rethink like my thoughts on it now, knowing what I know now, like ah, uh, it just uh. Yeah, like, the dead kid is the future. That's what I typed in my notes. Like, oh, my goodness. It just, uh, it, what a what a tough thing. And what a brave, strong-ass character to, like, go through with it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that's a choice. Like, granted, like, like having, having kids, like, I love them all so much. And I never want to lose any one of them. But I would never trade a moment. And I guess having that, those memories of, like, you're going to get the good along with the bad. Like, you know what I mean? We've all lost somebody. We don't want to trade like the good we have just so like so that you know because of the loss i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but i'm starting to get sad about my dad so i'm gonna stop (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like yeah like i love my kids and like think of all the happy memories like if i knew that that would suck big donkey balls but uh i think i would probably go through with it i would hope i would because like you know little little sean chi and all his goofiness is hilarious yeah, of course. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, did you get did that did that moment in Arrival hit you like that, or did I spoil a movie you haven't seen? <laughs> I don't think I have seen that movie actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. I saw it and completely forgot about that scene, and I still don't really remember it. So I don't think it was like <laughs> eh, it didn't hit me as well as it hit you. And, and that might have hit me as like a dad. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Which I'm not. So I'm just like. Did that happen? I don't really remember. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. sure it would have hit me hard had I seen it. 
I'm sorry that I spoiled it. I I, I can promise it hits you because it's a little dusty in my my recording studio right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definite oof, but good fucking movie. I definitely recommend it, even knowing that there's so much more like surprises. It's a it's a good good jam. Yeah. That's nice. Bad. All right, so we're coming up to blue with your number nine. Okay, so my number nine is from the House of M, which was a Marvel story uh, that basically obliterated all mutants. I mean, it's it is a wild trip to see. Just uh, I I I guess you fans of the MCU have been kind of got a glimpse you of what fans. the House of M <laughs> of what the House of M was kind of about with uh, WandaVision. And how crazy Wanda can be. Kind of the same premise. And my big oof moment was when she revealed that basically everything was because of Pietro. Like, the reason why everything happened was because he came into the room and he said a couple words to her and said, you know, it doesn't have to be like this. You could make it better. You could make it so that we're a family. And she did because he told her to. And when that was revealed, I was like, I thought she just went insane. But it was actually Pietro being a fucking asshole like always. And it, oh man, that was such a big, like, I I had to put the book down and just be, like, breathe for a second. And, like, (laughs) digest the information because I was so mad at Quicksilver. And then I had to pick the book back up and finish off the story cuz oh man, I don't I don't know if you guys had seen those panels, but it was disgusting. I was so upset. I was so upset. I did I did I did read that. Yeah. You know what's funny is like a lot like I guess those MCU fans, they're like they had kind of have a Quicksilver on like this pedestal, like this great character, maybe because he sacrificed himself in Age of Ultron, or maybe mm-hmm. because Evan Peters plays a fantastic Quicksilver. But around that House of M time, Quicksilver was a real bitch. He was a <laughs> bad guy. He no, he wasn't a bad guy. He was just like a real bitch. Mm. Like nobody liked him. Nobody wanted to be around him. He had, like, outside of Wanda, zero influence. Like, no one wanted him on the team. Evil or good, no one wanted him around. Because he was such a fucking punk. Oh, yeah. He was so slimy and creepy. And he was just like, I'm going to manipulate Wanda to get get things my way. You know, it's like, ah. Yeah, (laughs) it was was upsetting. Very upsetting. Yeah, I know a lot about House of M. That is one run I haven't run yet, which is on my list that I want to buy. I oh, might have the back issues, bro. Uh, then I will borrow them. I got, I got to dig through. I didn't know you're, you didn't read it. Yeah, you got to experience it on your yeah, own. There's a, there's a lot of X Men that like I had to play some catch up on. I think the last was like the Grant Morrison stuff that I read. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. There's lots of X Men that I know about because of all my buddies that are crazy into it, but like stuff I haven't read myself. Because it's expensive, right? Comics cost money. Yeah. Yeah. But I know all the beats, like, but I, I still want to read it myself. Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. like reading it off the panel. And with that smell of the paper. 
<laughs> that paper does not make me go oof. It makes me go ha ha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they didn't go where I wanted to. Danny, take us, take us to your next one. I don't know. I want to. I want more of this character. Um, <laughs> this character. Yeah. Yeah. Quit, quit talking while I'm interrupting. <laughs> okay, so this is personally this one. This one's close to me. I fucking love this scene so much. It it, it gets me pumped up. It gets me amped. And for me. Uh, out of the outside the MCU Marvel movies, I guess uh, the Sony ones, this is one of my favorite favorite scenes. I I love it. I won't can't get enough of it. And it's from the underappreciated Punisher Warzone movie where he clears the entire fucking hotel. Mm. It's so beautiful. It's so violent, and it's just glorious oh it's fantastic and uh i forgot who directed it but she did such an amazing job keep having it ultra violent and classy at the same time it has some great close quarters gunfight scenes in that movie and you know john berthal is a is a great punisher hands down probably my favorite mm-hmm. Ray Stevens as the Punisher. Fuck, fuck you, Thomas Jane. This <laughs> dude, this dude is the Punisher that we needed at that time. That nice. we didn't know. Fair enough. <laughs> you guys, have you guys seen that movie? Any of you? I have. I actually was like thinking of uh, the the death when all the mobsters are around the table. Oh, that's a good scene where he's yeah. hanging upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was like, yeah, clearing the hotel is like great, but like when I was like Punisher Warzone, like that, I've seen like breakdowns with like the director of that scene, and I'm just like, oh, that's good. I mean, just the lighting with having the flares, and then he, I mean, he stabs the dude with the chair leg, like, mwah, mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I actually have not seen the movie. Oh wow, that's dude. You, you need, need to see it. Defenders? Yeah. Not even Defenders. That's a good movie. Like the uh, blue. It's it's like it didn't get enough love. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Almost ended that director's career unfairly. Unfairly indeed. It is a good freaking movie. <sighs> good choice, Danny. Good good choice. Like just thinking like that boardroom, like the round that table, man. Oh, that that the round that table seems good. Look. Yes. Yes. Uh, that entire movie is is uh, a good time, and like she was so like faithful to the comics and the panels and the way it was shot. So like it was shot like a comic book. Like it was it was it is visually amazing. Yeah, nice. yeah. All right. So my next one, I was gonna save this for last, but you know what? It's such an oof. And since I'm the last person talking, I can't end the podcast with this one, so I have to move it up one. <laughs> and uh, this is this is not so much a geeky movie; it is my favorite movie. Uh, oh. it, it stars my my boo thing, Ewan McGregor. It is uh, mm-hmm. the movie that put him on the map. The movie is Train Spotting, and I'm Whoa. sure you know what I'm talking about. The scene that oofs me the f out, the baby. In train spotting. 
Uh, everything having to do with the baby in that movie, especially when he's going through heroin withdrawals. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you want to you wanna talk about, like, a unnerving, just oof to the, to the oof degree, the baby in Trainspotting. Like, oh, my God. Like, tears and... Oh, just horror, and and it it made its point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, I think it's one of those things that people like actively forget about because it is so horrifying. But uh, it, it was the first thing I thought of when I thought of oof moments, and I was gonna do it last, but I can't end the podcast with the baby and train spotting. I can't, can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> what 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 says you guys? I mean, yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, are you well, serious, Danny? Yeah, Transpotting is a good movie. The the dialogue is yeah. amazing. I I hear, so I hear. It's just time we got around to it. Who needs love when you got heroin? <laughs> <laughs> Choose life. <laughs> oh, just sick boy. What happens to him and? Oh, the, the poor Spud and the poop and oh man, it's just a good movie. Yeah, it's uh definitely something else. The little, the little, uh, just when they they're looking down at it, like yeah. in the crib, and like that one, the balding guy is like starting to cry and stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's just. It's it's a thing and like it like when it came out like there were so many movies that like had glorified like heroin use like in a way like you know everybody knew it was like a bad thing but like with this and then with like Leo DiCaprio and like the heroin diaries like finally cinema being like no this isn't cool like this is fucked up like, yeah <laughs> and and just taking it like with some some guys in Scotland and like what the the highs and the lows of it and the highs they're not that high and the lows are really fucking low um and yeah it's a it's a good movie and it put you mcgregor on the map people are like who the f's this guy and it's my boo thing you mcgregor that's who it is it's emmy winning you mcgregor yeah indeed that was that was probably like the only good thing that happened from that train wreck of a award show <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, so I don't have an opinion, and I don't watch The Crown, so those are the two shows that won. <laughs> oh, there no, you go. he won for Halstead. Uh, no, no, I know, I know, he won for something different, but like most of the awards went to like two shows because they they wanted to nominate a lot of people of color and then give the awards to white people. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's what happened. That's <laughs> what it is, and that not even shows about America, shows about Europe, <laughs> <laughs> and specifically England. Like, way to go. We're still losing that war, friends. <laughs> All those American roles you love are probably British actors anyways. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's oof in itself, and so is the baby in Trainspotting. So we're going to go to number 10. We're going to finish off with three more, and you can start blue, or I can go first, and you guys can finish off however you want to do it. Um, Well, I mean, you should go last. It's your podcast, right? I guess. I always say I don't want the, the white voice to be the last voice, so... Oh, that's also true. Why don't you go ahead and start off, then? All right, so I'll do mine and let you guys argue over your order. Uh, probably Danny will go next and have you finish because your choices have been so great, Blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so, 
if we had to choose a winner, I'm choosing blue. My next one, I had to include something horror, and and anybody listening to the podcast knows I love Stephen King. I love mm-hmm, Stephen mm-hmm, King. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much great stuff, and like, I thought about different things in novels, and there's some good stuff, but like, I really like focused on like one moment, and all I'll say are three words: ankles in misery. Oh, oh, ouch! <laughs> Take me a second. Yeah. <laughs> what? You want to talk about an oof moment, freaking Annie Wilkes hobbling Paul. Like, oh my goodness. Like, and yes, it comes straight from the book. Like, if you read the book, although she, like, amputates him in the book. So it's even, I guess, worse. But uh, when you're reading it, your imagination does whatever your imagination does. But, oh my goodness. Like, Rob Reiner, like, he's such a nice guy, but... He did this like rampaging fangirl like hobbling that just it's hard to watch. And like it's interesting, too, because it's not even like crazy, like explicit, but it just like it hits you like in your gut and like your psyche breaking his ankles with that sledgehammer and then like how it's all his fault. And you're like, she really believes this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness, it's just yeah, it's it's brutal. It, it really is, is. It is freaking brutal and it's very oof and I think it does uh, get Stephen King onto this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a that, you feel, you know, you you can feel those ankles breaking like oh, I'm going to say Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there is one upside to not becoming a world-famous podcaster because I don't have a nanny will because it wants to hobble me. <laughs> and Roman, <laughs> if you're thinking know. about it, you stop right now. <laughs> that we you know. Work this out. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm just worried about being hobbled. <laughs> At least I don't do heroin, so I'll never see that baby. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no more babies, Wanda. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so that's that's my my last one to round out ten oof moments. Okay. All right, Danny, what you got? All right. So we're doing the last one. Oh jeez, what to choose? What to choose? Should I end it on a high note or should I end it on a downer? What do you think? You're not going very last, so it doesn't matter. All right. So I'm gonna go. Outside of my wheelhouse of Marvel and, and Star Wars. Um, and I'm going to go with a scene from Fellowship of the Ring. And that's the death of Boromir. Oh, Again, yeah. One of my favorite characters in the whole you know, beginning of the movie. Like, this dude was legit badass. I was like, dude, this guy is awesome. Yeah, he, he, he was tempted. By the ring, because you're supposed to be tempted by the ring, right? That's that's what the ring does. Like that's what it does. That's its power. But he was able to be like, no, no, I'm good, and then to sacrifice them so they can continue their leisurely walk across uh, Middle Earth. But like, <laughs> like he went, he goes down like a boss, covered in arrows, till the last swing, till the last breath, like. It's done so beautifully. Like, Peter Jackson just really makes you feel for the the heroism of his sacrifice in this last scene. Like, it's just oof. 
you just I just wanted him to somehow make it out of there. Um, but yeah, that's that's my I guess that's tonight's final oof moment for myself. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like yeah, that. It's a one. it's in a Hobbit movie, but I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know you don't like the, the, the hobbits, but like it's a it's a solid scene. I have a love hate with it. Like I I could watch it, but I don't I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm entitled to my opinion. Well, I I figure it's you're much more of a sci-fi guy than a fantasy guy, so that makes sense. See, that's not fair because when I was young, like fantasy was like my bread and butter, and I love the Lord of the Rings books. And when Boromir dies in the Lord of the Rings books, oh man, I was sad. I just I, the live action's fine. It's yeah, fine. it's <laughs> it's beautiful. It's grandiose. It's epic. It's spectacular. But, you know, my imagination was ten times better than anything there. And the, the original Lord of the Rings movies are much better than those Hobbit thingies. So. Oh, yeah. The the animated ones? Oh, yeah. The animated. That's my, that's my jam. Where there's a whip, there is a way. Where there's a whip, there is a way. We don't want a podcast today. But the Wookiee with the whip says, nay, nay, nay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good uh, times. <laughs> All right, Blue, take us home. Oof okay, us. so, um, you know, with the MCU, uh, we have to accept the fact that the MCU is the MCU. It is a different universe from the normal um, Marvel universe in the comic books that we read or grew up with um, for, you know, like geeks like us, right? But... Right. With that being said, we also appreciate how cool uh, the MCU is and for characters that they have brought out. And we appreciate the characters for, for who they are. Let's take Drax, for instance. Drax in the MCU is a very funny guy. He's kind of strong-ish. Uh, he, he, he gets around. He makes a lot of funny. But um, my big oof moment comes from the Annihilation Wave. Because Drax in the comic books is the polar opposite of Drax in the MCU. Because Drax in the comic books was specifically designed to kill Thanos. And in my oof moment for this one is when Drax kills Thanos. <laughs> Finally. Because he Thanos throws up this big old purple energy barrier and he's trying to rescue Galactus. And he's like, Drax, you need to stop. This guy is more dangerous than me. Like, he is murdering everybody. He's already killed more people than I have. And Drax is like, yeah, but I was kind of designed to kill you, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And Drax burns the skin off of, his, of all of his fingers, rips the energy shield off, shoves his hand through Thanos' back and rips his heart out through his chest from the back. Yes. Through. And it's yeah. such a good panel because all Thanos can do is like look at his beating heart and say, interesting, and die. That's yeah. what he does. He just dies. And Drax is left there in front of Moondragon and a, a dead Thanos. And she's like, Drax, what have you done? And he said what I was created to do. And he just drops the heart and he drops Thanos. And he finishes off the job that 
Thanos was trying to do, showing how much better he is than, like, Thanos, basically. He's like, yeah, I'll just fucking finish it. It's not a problem. I didn't mess anything up. I came to do exactly what I was created to do. I'll finish his job, too, and fuck all of you. You want to say something to me? Fucking say something. And I'm like, Drax is so fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... That 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 panel is beautiful. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, double oof, because what is going on with the pixie on Thanos' shoulder? Oh, you don't know about her? No, she... I do know about her, but whoever, oh, okay. like, in this, this climactic, bloody scene, she's straight, like, sexy posing on <laughs> Thanos' shoulder. She's, I wouldn't say she's sexy she's pretty sexy she's like she's (laughs) she's down on her hands and knees in the bikini with the wings and yes she has a shocked face but she is posed like i could have done with up yeah (laughs) yeah i'm just like like i look i opened the i was like i want to look at it again and i was like what the fuck like why did i never zero in on how inappropriate this is Yes, like you could talk about the character all you want. Like I get it, but like I'm just talking about this particular panel. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I mean, but but it Drax- does work because when like the body's falling away from Drax, she's like wah, like on his shoulders. So, yeah, like there's justice. That <laughs> <laughs> poor Moon Dragon, but yeah. But yeah, it's just such a a night and day comparison of the Drax from how we see him in the comic books. Versus the Drax and how we see him in the movies. And um, good golly, Drax in the comic books is such a fucking badass, man. Well, that, that's why at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, when he's like, you know, freaking Ronan the Accuser is not enough. Now I'm after Thanos. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but you yeah. never get to see it. <laughs> but they, they just couldn't cast the pixie character to be sexy on his shoulder. So it just didn't work out. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's why. <laughs> what is that character's name? Pix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. What was the character's name? Pix. <laughs> See, I was I was not not far off with Pixie. Yeah, because that's yeah. what she is. She's a she's a chaos Pixie. Well, she needs to stop sexy posing in death scenes, in dramatic sex scenes. Well, technically, she's older than Galactus. So I guess she could do whatever the fuck she wants. She's old, so I'm just chaotically oofing at that pose in the panel. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you're robbing the grave because she's old. That's an old lady. I don't want to have relations with her. I want her to get off his shoulder. (laughs) That's that's also fair, but she's an old lady. She deserves to be wherever the heck she wants. Look at her. She's in great shape. She's obviously been working out. She can just sleep in the mall whenever she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> just leave her alone. She's an old lady. She's billions of years old. <laughs> Time is relative, Blue. We know this. This is true. Well, hey, hot dog. Like, uh, 10 things and we just crossed the two-hour mark. And, like, as we were going, I'm like, I'm having so much fun, but we're going to have to, like, Reattack this, and it's easy because like the next one that we do is oof, it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> like I already know the title of it, so it's like perfect. And our our lists are bigger, and I'm sure we can we can dredge up some more things to like cheer oof about. Uh, oh. I don't even have. Hold what? on, I'm sorry. 
Pix was the name of the other Chaos Fairy. That particular Chaos Fairy is Screech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fact check. I'm glad you got that in. There you go. Yes, now Roman is not mad at you anymore. No, it's Screech. This particular one is Screech. Roman Pix. was yelling at me the whole time. It's fine. Yeah. Pix died. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. She was an old lady. Yes. <laughs> They're all old. Very old. All right, well, I don't think we need to do any honorable mentions because uh, that saves items for another OOF episode. This is like a new thing that we didn't even know was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because I used up all my like good like childhood ones, so I just have to go with like some other stuff. Yep. Well, there's, there's plenty, sir. There's plenty. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That is uh, one of the natures of media, like those OOF moments. And it's fun oh, to talk yeah. about them. Yeah. I had, a, I, had a, I had enjoyed the conversation. I did, too. It was absolutely delightful. All right. Well, that, that wraps up us uh, sharing uh, 30, well, yeah, 30 oof moments from uh, from geek stuff and pop culture and our childhoods and our recent hoods and all that jazz from comics wow. and movies and TV. And uh, wow, we like, jazz. we like complimented each other really well. Delightful. Yeah, I agree. I, I should not be surprised. Uh, but I still am pleasantly surprised by what a great trio of fuzzballs we are. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we really need to have final thoughts since they were all like individual moments, unless you guys have anything you want to say. No, I think I think we covered everything, man. We did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to sleep and not think about some of these moments. Yep. Same. <laughs> For sure. I'm just going to focus on Qui-Gon dying because it's the least sad thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just the return of Velvet Papa Palpatine. At least I'll be mad and not sad. Velvet Papa Palpatine. <laughs> Velvet Papa Palpatine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that should be a, a stuffed animal you can buy your kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Friends, you know the drill. Uh, if you want to send an email, laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. And I, I said on the last thing, but Jerry sent an email. Oh, it's so nice to hear from my one of my good friends from high school. Uh, and continues to listen to the podcast. A so shout out to Jerry. Shout out to Roman. We've said your name a bunch. I hope you feel special, kid. Yeah. Oh, kid. You're an old man like us. <laughs> old man. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group. Lots of lots of fun talking there. Create work for me on the solo episodes. Do it, you cowards, to quote. The <laughs> voice better half. Uh, that doesn't mean you, Danny. You're going to do it anyways. You don't need to do it more. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I, I have some news stories that I just haven't dropped yet, and I'm like, oh, creating the work for myself. Here I go again. All Oof. Right. <laughs> Tell me today was a big news day. I was just yeah, I was just dropping. Yeah, he dropped a, he dropped quite a few things, uh, dropping it like it's hot. Yeah, yeah. there's some I was like nah, I'm good. I've done too many. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what else? Uh, at Wookie Ride on Twitter and Instagram. At Blue Wolf D on the Instagram. Hydra Wolf D on the Twitter, but he doesn't check it. So just find him on Fezballs or. On the Instagram or on his I'll website. One day, I'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> um, and I think that's uh, anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. But you don't have to worry about that. You can go there to listen to the podcast, or I guess like Facebook is doing like some podcast listener stuff now that I haven't researched, so I don't know much about it. Um, or however it's in your ear holes, it gets there. Anchor does the work. Thank you, Anchor. Uh, they used to sponsor the podcast, and I used to get a little bit of money, but apparently I used up my free money. <laughs> so they're, they're not doing it currently. 
Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll jump up. If you want to help the podcast jump up, go on Apple Podcasts and give five stars and a written rating. That would help if uh, everybody on the Fuzzballs page did that. That would really help. I'm thinking about just dropping a post and like, you know, pandering, like, please just do it. Like, help help get this out to other people. Share it with your friends. Tell them how much you enjoy it. I, I dare say they listen to this episode. They'll be like, it's a little long, but it was fun. So, yeah, all the all the Fuzzballs episodes are always great, and that's because of the two two gallant men who joined me tonight. Men, manly men, manly men. But are you in tights? Yes, tight tights. tights. <laughs> I roam around the forest looking for fight fights. <laughs> you can buy a T-shirt if you want to. Uh, tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash shit dash up dash fuzzball there's like five or six uh, designs and we promise we'll get a new design somewhere but Blue's busy and he's the artistic one of us three so we'll figure it out and uh, I don't I don't want to make Roman work because uh, every time he works I gotta buy him a shirt and uh, we don't really sell that much we just like buy them ourselves so you know money is a finite resource <laughs> so but if you're an artist and you want to draw something based on something we said on the podcast just hit me up on the on the Fuzzballs group or uh, PM me if we're friends or, or shoot me an email on laughitofuzzballpodcast.com at gmail.com. Yeah. Do the things. I will. I will definitely. I, I enjoy conversing with people, so it's fun. Yeah. Good oh. times. But I think that's all the things. That uh, sounds like all the things to me. Who, who wants to oof us out? When do you guys do it? <laughs> oof. <laughs> Just the sound effect? Well, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that what you're asking for? Yeah, isn't that what you? <laughs> I want Blue. Do oof us out musically. Oof. <laughs> oh, good. Like, oof, child. Things are gonna get easier. What oof, are they? Child, things are get brighter. That was- Someday. You're gonna find Dibney in the fridge. <laughs> Someday you're gonna that have not wrong. babies. <laughs> I don't, it, it went, it went, took a turn. Oof. That took oof, a dark turn. <laughs> Just a dark, dark turn. I, I appreciate it, Blue. That was, that was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yes. Very good. Blue wins. Danny and the Wookiee, TTFN, us out. Adios.